Hi, and welcome to episode two of All Things Considered. I'm currently filming this early in the morning. It's like 7.50 in my bed. I will admit that this is a bit of a controversial topic. It is, but I don't really want anybody to skip this episode because you might learn something that you didn't know or maybe I could convince your mind or you could see a different perspective. So there's a lot going on in America right now. There is a lot of mass shootings. The most recent thing is the Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court in America. So that is something that I just wanted to talk about today and give my sort of opinion on it. Maybe nobody cares. Maybe some people do. Or maybe this could be a chance for you to actually understand what Roe v. Wade is. Because when I saw Roe v. Wade, I had no idea what that meant. Anyways, what is Roe v. Wade? A little bit of a disclaimer. I got my information from Wikipedia. And I know that Wikipedia is not the most reliable source of information. But it had everything in one place. So it was convenient. But I did watch a couple of YouTube videos and it corresponded to the Wikipedia page. So hopefully this is correct. Anyways, what is reviewed? It is a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. So where does the name Roe v. Wade come from? So the case was brought by Norma McCauvey, known by the pseudonym Jane Roe, who in 1969 became pregnant with her third child and wanted to have an abortion, but lived in Texas where abortions were illegal except to save the mother's life. Her attorneys filed the case against the state district attorney, Henry Wade, alleging that Texas's abortion laws were unconstitutional. She won the case. However, not much changed, so she appealed the case to the Supreme Court. The court held that the right to abortion is not absolute, so they added like sort of like layers to it. So during the first trimester, governments could not regulate abortion at all, except that abortions be performed by a licensed physician. During the second trimester, governments could regulate the abortion procedure, but only for the purpose of protecting maternal health and not for protecting fetal life. During the third trimester, abortions could be regulated and even prohibited, but only if the laws provided exceptions for abortions necessary to save the life or health of the mother. The court also classified the right to abortion as fundamental. Roe v. Wade basically stated that during the first six weeks, which is the time when the fetus does not have a heartbeat yet, you could have an abortion and they couldn't stop you as long as you have it by a licensed physician. Now, I think that is totally okay. So what is my take on this? My take on this is that Religion should not be included in politics and lawmaking. This whole thing of abortions becoming criminalized is due to moral and ethical standpoint. Because in religion, they believe that it's a baby at conception, you know. But science has proven that the heartbeat can only 
be detected at six and a half to seven weeks. Before that point, it is not a baby. Another take is that criminalizing abortions doesn't stop abortions from happening. It just increases the number of unsafe abortions. I don't think stopping abortions or criminalizing abortions is going to change anything. Have you guys heard stories of teen moms giving birth to babies and then dumping them in trash cans? That is going to happen. Just because you criminalize abortions doesn't mean people are going to stop having abortions. It just means there are going to be a lot more unsafe ones. People are going to go to back alleyways and unlicensed personnel to get abortions done, which is unsafe and people could die. And no matter what your belief is, at least agree that men should not be making decisions about women's bodies. I cannot fathom how a group of men are making decisions about women, of what women can do with their bodies. Whether you are religious or not, at least you can agree that men should not be passing laws about women's bodies. They shouldn't. They really shouldn't. A status that I read yesterday went... It is illegal for doctors to harvest organs from a corpse. If the person did not consent to it while living, even if you have just died and you have the exact blood type or organs that could save someone's life, they will not harvest those organs without your consent, even when you were dead. This means a corpse has more bodily autonomy rights than a living woman. Even if a fetus is a human being, it is never okay to use someone's body without their consent to save someone's life. That is true, and for me, it's also that the Supreme Court and people that are pro-life are so against abortions, but when that baby gets born, who's going to take care of it? Who's going to support financially? Who's gonna have to babysit, you know? Raising a child is very expensive, and I think I would rather not have that child brought into the world than brought into a world where they're gonna live in poverty and they're just gonna go through so much physical and mental trauma because their parents were not ready for them to be there you know I think it's a very sad day for America it's a very sad day that abortions were made illegal and this kind of makes me scared for countries like Botswana. Botswana is a very conservative country you know for me i've always been thinking that oh Botswana made same-sex marriage legal they tried overturning it i think this year or last year but quite recently they tried overturning it and then they lost but Botswana recently just made same-sex marriage legal and Botswana is a very conservative country you know like it's a very conservative, very Christian country. So that was a huge step for them. But if America, which is a country that I view as very liberal and open-minded, if they are criminalizing abortions, that makes me scared for countries like Botswana. It means abortions will never be legal. 
And that is a scary thing to think about because I'm pretty sure when people want to have abortions here, they cross the border and go to South Africa to get them done. And that is expensive, first of all. And I just feel like it just makes me really scared. You know, I feel like abortions will never be legal here. I think whatever opinion you have of abortions, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. And also another thing, I think pro-choice isn't being pro-abortions. Pro-choice and pro-abortions are not synonymous. Because I know people that are heavily religious and and obviously in religion abortion is seen as murder but they are pro-choice pro-choice basically means that you are for women having a say over their bodies you are against men making decisions about women's bodies i feel like if a woman is not ready to have a child, they should not be forced to have a child. And I would like to believe that abortion is usually a woman's last resort. Like there are contraceptives out there. I'm pretty sure women take the pill, you know, they use condoms, they use the injection or the IUD, whatever contraceptions are out there available for them. And an abortion is usually the last resort. I don't think any woman necessarily wants to go through the pain like the physical bodily pain of having an abortion there's usually a last resort and this is an option that should be available i saw i saw someone's status where they said that the overturning of roe v wade means that abortions are criminalized period whether it is whether it is bad for the mother's health they still can't have an abortion which i think is extremely absurd at least in botswana if you got pregnant through rape incest or if the pregnancy is bad for the mother's health then you can have an abortion which i think at least is very reasonable because a lot of women would not want to have a child from that traumatic event of being raped. Because when they see that child, I would like to believe that that is probably what's going to come to their mind. And obviously, I am talking as an outsider because I've never had a child before. But I am a woman. So that is something that I could at least imagine would be going through my mind. And if the child was born out of incest which usually could sometimes be rape also because there have been cases of parents raping their kids that happens and i don't think that anybody should be forced to have a child in that instance and especially especially if the pregnancy is detrimental to your physical health I don't think you should be forced to have that child because at the end of the day, you know you're going to die giving birth to that child. Only one of you can live. I think that no matter what your opinion on abortions is, I always come back to this. You should at least agree that men should not be making these decisions. Women should be making these decisions about their own bodies 
It should not be in the hands of men. The patriarchy is something that is still very prevalent to this day. And it's just very disheartening to see. But it is something that is very prevalent. And America, it's, it's very sad. It's a very sad day for America. I'm trying to get Michelle Obama's Instagram post that she made about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And let me just look that up for you guys. Let me end this podcast with Michelle Obama's statement about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I am heartbroken today. I am heartbroken for people around this country who just lost the fundamental right to make informed decisions about their own body. I am heartbroken that we may not be destined to learn the painful lessons of a time before Roe was made law of the land, a time when women risked losing their lives getting illegal abortions, a time when the government denied women control over their productive functions, forced them to move forward with pregnancies they didn't want, and then abandoned them once their babies were born. That is what our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers lived through, and now here we are again. So yes, I'm heartbroken for the teenage girl, full of zest and promise, who won't be able to finish school or live the life she wants because her state controls her productive decisions. For the mother of a non-viable pregnancy who is now forced to bring that pregnancy to term. For the parents watching their child's future evaporate before their very eyes. For the healthcare workers, you can no longer help them without risking jail time. When we don't understand our history, we are doomed to repeat its mistakes. In this country, our futures are tied together in a delicate tapestry that we have a hand in making. Too often, cyanicism or indifference makes us feel like we don't have a say in weaving it. But that couldn't be further from the truth. The more we allow pessimism to push us further into helplessness, the less we will be empowered to help create the kind of country we want to live in. This horrifying decision will have devastating consequences and it must be a wake-up call especially to the young people who will bear its burden. I know this is not the future you chose for our generation, but if you give up now, you will inherit a country that does not resemble you or any of the values you believe in. This moment is difficult, but our story does not end here. It may not feel like we are able to do much right now, but we can and we must. If you're like me and you want to get started right now, I encourage you to channel your frustration and anger into action by getting involved. Organizations like Planned Parenthood and the United State of Women, among many others, have resources you can look to if you want to help others or if you need help yourself. Our hearts may be broken today, but tomorrow we've got to get up and find the courage to keep working towards creating the more just America we all deserve. We have so much left to push for, to rally for, to speak for, and I know we can do this together. It is a sad day for America, and it is a sad day for humankind.